Shut up, I love it. one gosh shut up i love it i'm joe cabello i'm sasha Pyler, and i'm very impressed with joe's impression of we're not gonna say who but first let me just say george w bush jr perfect revealed anyway this is not a podcast where we do impressions although they may come up this is a podcast where we invite a special guest to talk about something forgotten misunderstood underrated uh like burnt out maybe question mark i don't know weird mm, who is joining us today joe all right we've got an actor musician and juicy lover he's been procrastinating his way to the top since 1988 it's kyle health I love it. hey it is literally your boy it is literally your boy. It's your child, your biological boy child. I did have like one of those uh, wet farts. I looked in the toilet and it was Kyle Health. I was like, oh, wow, that wasn't a poop or a fart. It was a Kyle. Many people think it's the Virgin Mary. It's just your boy. Oh, wow. So did it, did it have the picture, like the face outline and everything of Kyle? Or it was physically 3D it, version? It was him, but okay. his imprint will often be on underwear, right, of your face, kind of like the Virgin Often. Mary. Often, yeah. They use my face as a Rorschach sometimes. <laughs> or in those uh, cappuccinos time. where they started making, like, faces. Do you know that? It's, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a trend. Yeah, you're on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When will they stop? Let's just put faces on everything. Ugh, love a good face. Uh, face me. Yeah, face you, FaceTime you. Kyle, what are you here to talk about? Folks, thank you for having me on the podcast. This topic of discussion is near and dear to my soul. I was, it was, it, it, I was introduced to this movie when I was a sophomore in high school in the meek little year of 2004. Folks, we are talking about Napoleon Dynamite. Wow. Napoleon Dynamite. It changed the game, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And for those unfamiliar with Napoleon Dynamite, what is this? Okay. So Napoleon Dynamite is, in my opinion, well, I mean, the plot of the movie is loosely... The movie is pretty much a movie about nothing until one hour in and suddenly (laughs) they need to, like, Napoleon needs to help his friend run for president. Uh, of his high school yeah um i i have the little bio here it it's in a small town in idaho there's this awkward kid named napoleon dynamite he's in high school he doesn't really fit in anywhere his grandmother's injured so then his uncle comes into town to like watch out for him Mm -hmm. and he hates his uncle so there's just a lot of like quirky back and forth but there's no plot to this movie until suddenly there's like a little bit of plot and then it's just it ends yeah and it's just at the time yeah it was um a lot of people were confused by the movie right rightfully so but really uh, they were, they were confused? okay yeah. cool okay yeah i want to hear more about that because my memory of this movie was first coming from the experience of being out and about like in Brooklyn, New York, or Manhattan, and then seeing people wearing the shirts, vote for Pedro. So that's how mm-hmm. the first thing, like really t-shirts, vote for Pedro is how I got to 
understand before you could even vote before i could even vote probably but um yeah so and then i, I saw the movie and the rest is history because i saw it let's just let's just get to it i saw it four times including last night for this episode and then you know since we're talking about that joe have you seen this movie before i mean and to clarify did you see it when it first came out oh, that's when you kyle. saw it. all right let's start with kyle i did i saw it when it first came out and and there's this cheapo, this $4 movie theater in town. So I saw it a total of eight times <laughs> in that movie theater. Because I would ask friends like, oh, have you seen this movie? Mm. They'd say no. And then I would just take another two people yeah, to this movie. Yeah, you gotta see this. Yeah. yeah. And it was super cheap and easy to do. So I, I saw it that many times in theaters and then a few more times. On yeah, TV. so within, yeah. How, within how long? Within like a couple of weeks or... What was this eight times? Oh uh, no! I probably within the first six months. Or so okay, so you kept playing. It was still it was still in the theater. It, it yeah, was a it was... big movie, and it played in big theaters uh, for being a truly independent movie. Like this, of course, was uh, distributed by MTV Films, I think. But mm -hmm. super indie movie. I think even there's the famous dance scene with Napoleon. Yes, the, mo the movie was completely out of money when they shot that scene they were cooked they had no idea Whoa. what that would be and then just were like that's why if you if you even see that scene it is a spotlight on a stage yeah it even looks different than the previous like dance sequence that happens on that's in that right. same scene because right. it was just as bare bones so this and i think even everybody barely got paid Mm. Uh, right anything so like this is truly indie so for it to show up at amc theaters and big theaters and have like this big run uh is a little crazy you can see the original student film it's based on that's on youtube oh, wow and it's like 11 minutes long it, they shot it in black and white film and uh and then they sold it from that concept from just like a small town like student film and, uh, that with pretty much the same plot and same cast and same cast same uh most of the same main cast i believe yeah because they're all come the same from utah cast. if i believe like correct uh, correct if i remember correctly from like you're all mormons maybe but they're all from utah like, it's like the same community yeah Red, that's the other detail mormons, possibly. a lot of mormons are in this movie it's a big <laughs> and I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't know if the filmmakers are Mormon. I'm not sure how that happened. Um, it is Idaho. Mm -hmm. But that was another like trivia fact about this movie that like most of the extras you see and whatnot uh, are Mormons, which is just kind of another funny quirk mm -hmm. about this movie, like the little movie that could. And from a guy like me who was m really coming into my own as a filmmaker in high school, it freaking inspired me because it here's a movie that was just made on a nothing budget and then it got sold to be made still relatively on a nothing budget and and it was a success and you watch this movie this was the biggest thing you watch this movie and you're like i could have made this like i do make yes. stuff like this it's just slow and weird and it is it's not try it's not a big movie feel. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's unassuming. It's just, you know, people being weird and quirky and that's the shot and you just put it on a tripod and then nah, cut to the next. Just it's funny mm -hmm. and silly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and definitely like, that was the feeling of like, oh, you can do this. Like, this is what I do and they're saying you can do this. Cool. Yeah. And every once in a while a show or a movie comes out like that 
where that kind of like shakes everybody up and is like gives us permission to like oh it actually doesn't need to be even like not to diss something like 30 rock because that's one of my favorite comedies but it's like such polished joke comedy and Mm -hmm. feeling like oh that's what i need to aspire to as somebody who does comedy or makes movies or whatnot but then just be like no there's this whole other way Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it so here's another thing and i'm um very upset that well i'll just say so we in our economics class in high school sorry my my mic i just in our high school economics class your mic is your parrot that sits on your shoulder my mic is yeah, my yeah, little yeah. parrot. Short yeah, for it Michael. talks yeah, to me. Yeah. So for high school economics, we had to make a movie parody. Every class had to like do a movie parody for like a ten-minute-long video, using like economics terms what? and vocabulary. It was Could like the big short. Great... If the big short was Whoa. out at that time, that'd be really easy. Oh yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, um, a lot of kids did like Home Alone or something fun, whatever. Um, but I did Napoleon Dynamite and you know, he didn't want it more. He's like no longer than 15 minutes, guys. My Napoleon Dynamite remake was 43 oh, minutes wow. long. <laughs> it was, it an was such an, it was, it was fully an homage and it was such an undertaking. And we did pretty much start to finish up until the high, like the high school dance was the end of the thing because the, the next shot after them dancing I like your sleeves. They're real big. Yeah. Like after that scene is like Pedro looking at run for president. So it was sort of like we just did the movie up until the actual plot started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did kind of the nothing part of the movie. And it was 43 minutes and it was a great time. Of course, I didn't back anything up. Oh. And it only lived on mm. YouTube. But then at some point in 2013, YouTube like my YouTube glitched out and just deleted all my videos. And there was no way to recover them. Yeah, nothing's forever. Uh, yeah, so back wow. up your stuff. Back up your videos. But also, like, video, maybe in your memory, and I'm only saying it from my experience making movies as a young lady, like when I was young, maybe it's good that some movies didn't survive. But I, I'm i not here to sure. diss your homage to Napoleon Dynamite. Maybe it was a dynamite. But mine, I'm <laughs> grateful that maybe didn't make it, all of them. There's, there's a couple that need to be... Like, I'm glad they're gone or else uh, I might end up in that canceled list. Just my memory. <laughs> they're so good. Yeah. They're, they're more than just the gilded canceled. It. Yeah. Um, and I imagine, Kyle, I got this a lot because I had very big curly hair when I was in high school mm-hmm. uh, and was a weirdo. I got a lot of the like, oh, you are Napoleon Dynamite what? type of things and i wasn't like him in any way really but just right. kind of that like almost like oh you could play him did you get a lot of that was that kind of like did a lot of people connect you to the movie um it wasn't often that i mean i had big hair it wasn't curly like napoleon's people didn't like i'd like to impersonate napoleon dynamite and everyone's like oh you're really good at that and like that's like a great role for you for the remake that we did i played kip just because okay. it made more sense I like, I'm Love more it. of a Kip type. We had a kid in our group who looked more like Napoleon. Mm. Uh, so we just had him be Napoleon. But it, you're right. Like there was, there was that kid, like, I feel like every high school class had the like, oh yeah, you're, you're Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, do the dance at the yeah. like and they just school function. You. 
they think they're gassing you up, but you just feel humiliated. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. You come across as that type of guy. <laughs> Putting it that way sounds bad. Uh, now, before we proceed, um, obviously you love it. Um, it did have its its time in the sun. So what category of Shut Up, I Love It do you think it belongs into? How do you see the world seeing it today? I think it's forgotten. I think it's a it's a funny combination of forgotten but overhyped or overdone. Oh. I think it's sort of, I think it's when it came out, it was so cherished. And then um, every movie, a lot of movies became... Uh, like almost they felt a lot like Napoleon Dynamite. Sure. So a lot of movies almost copied that feeling. So I think people lived in that aesthetic for a while in the movie world. And then they sort of like moved, moved away from it. Once, you know, Jason Derulo came on the scene mm. you know, in 2009. <laughs> yeah. It, there was like, I almost see Nacho Libre as kind of a, a hard line when, people started to get kind of sick of that and it became yeah. a little too like commercialized. Exactly. I don't know if that's just me, but it kind of felt like that was the point where it was like, okay, you're trying, you're, we can really sniff when you're trying to do Napoleon dynamite. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Wasn't that the same director? I think I it think is. So. I think it is the same. Uh, uh, Jared has the same screenplay and director. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. I mean, I mentioned burnt out as a category that just popped up for the first time in my head uh, for our podcast in the, in our intro. And I feel like in, in a way that because this movie was so beloved, like so beloved and so quoted and so like overbranded, almost like everything was just Napoleon Dynamite for a while. It it like people burned out like people who live with this like they burned out on like how much they've seen how many times they've seen it uh all the references and then because it belongs to the type of comedy that maybe barely gets made at this point like this kind of comedy movies younger generation as we like to call them are maybe not dipping their toes into that because it's like so yesteryear no I, but yeah. i almost feel like this and I can't speak for Gen Z, but I think they would enjoy this and like kind of look back at it fondly or like want to see this because like cringe core is like a big thing of like very cringy comedy mm -hmm. and people acting cringe. So mm -hmm. I could see it kind of having that new new wave and it always goes in waves from like high polish to kind of this like slackery comedy. Those are always <laughs> oscillating back and forth. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, it almost it almost feels like, I mean, comparing it to music, it's almost like how, you know, pop punk emo was really hot. And then, like, it fell off. But in the last, like, five years, it's really coming back, you know. And a lot of it is the nostalgia. And, I mean, I just watched, I watched this movie so much when it came out, and then, like, nothing until... I don't know. I think I watched it again like last year or a year ago, two years ago. And I don't know. It really held up to, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, it really we'll held get up because, to that. Well, yeah. so, Kyle, how many times have you seen it? I know you saw it eight times. Eight times officially it? in theaters. And then I remember, I, like, you know, I've sat down and watched it maybe like 
two or three or four more times like in my life officially all the way through so 12 but when i was making the remake oh, it, yeah. i was constantly referencing it <laughs> so it, it and and it and it was we were doing shot for shot unless like we had to make it simplified but we we pretty much did mostly shot to shot so yeah it, it kind of is beyond like how many times i've seen it and it's just like i sort of lived and breathed yeah it. <laughs> yeah you walked in the midst of napoleon dynamite and you got wet yeah. from it um joe saved the i got tomorrow. so wet Save the joke, Joe. Joe, <laughs> well, how many times have you seen the, the the movie? It's hard to say. I mean, it's been probably at least 10 years since I've seen it. But I think when it came out, we must have seen it at least a couple times in theaters and then tons of times on DVD and stuff. I couldn't tell you, but it was definitely one of those, like, just put it on at a, during a hangout or when mm-hmm. you're hungover or something. Mm-hmm. Just anything like that because this there's so many just good scenes. You could pop in in any scene and it's interesting. And maybe that lack of plot helps with that too. Like yeah. you're not going from scene to scene with any reason of like, oh, I don't know what's going on because that scene before. It's like you just don't know what's going on, period. Right. Yeah, it's just sort of like a mood in the background of whatever you're doing. Yeah, you know. like a bunch of sketches. Yeah, just sort of. Just a bunch of characters that you've never seen before or you haven't seen like that until suddenly, yeah, at the midpoint, the character has a goal and you start watching it, like a which real isn't movie. Which isn't even really as a goal of with any stakes no. that's like set up Why? based on this character, right? Like it's not even that thing of like, oh, this character, this is the perfect goal for them because it's going to challenge. It's like not really. It's just a thing. Um, and again, none of that really discredits the movie. No, absolutely. It's, it's just the choice that it's just the movie. Yeah, so you go ahead. You go. Yeah, no, it was just just an example. I think of a movie that works without the freaking three act structure. You know, like it just works because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Completely. The, uh, reminds me. Um, we we're talking about like any modern version of this a little bit or alluding to that and sasha one of your favorite movies funny pages yeah baby i don't know if you've seen funny pages kyle i have not so i don't think it's it's got the same like kind of grossness and awkwardness and quirkiness i don't think it's um the same like humor angle or like i don't know if you'd call them on the same level comedy wise but uh definitely cousins reminded me of this movie yeah a lot Mm -hmm. um were you a fan of some of Jared Hess's other stuff? Like Gentleman Broncos definitely comes to mind, a former topic on former the show. Former topic. Gentleman Broncos. You know, <clears throat> I've never I've never seen that. I I actually I don't think I've ever seen unless I'm just forgetting his work, I don't think I've seen any of his other things. Kyle, have you heard of I, the internet? And the ways you can look up your favorite <laughs> movies or directors just, and learn about just, what else they did. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I just don't know like, I don't what, how to even search it. Yeah, I don't even know. But also, what. you don't need it. You're like, I'm oh, sure. I already have everything I need, right? Like, the okay, yeah. Like, so he did. Yeah, he did. Gentleman Broncos and Nacho Libre. He did this thing called Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's coming that out. Minecraft the movie. Next year? I didn't know he was doing. Jared Hess, wow. Minecraft the movie. He's back, baby. Wow, we accidentally are um, promoting his stuff. Um, hey, Hess-a-sance. 
Uh, I would definitely recommend uh, Gentleman Broncos. I do think it is like the closest of his work to Napoleon Dynamite. Great. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm actually going <laughs> to mark that down. I think I just, I don't know. Like I, it was, it, it, the movie, it was the movie, you know? And then like, once I got into college in 2006, I sort of like started just like partying. So mm-hmm. I kind of didn't, I, I didn't really think to like track his you weren't career. googling anymore you were just i oh, just yeah, sort of drinking. yeah whatever it was just kind of whatever marketing was coming at me i'm like that's the movie we're gonna watch i guess like mm-hmm. okay avatar all right uh <laughs> but yeah. like, i i guess looking back it is interesting that i didn't like maybe maybe i mean it was so long ago but maybe i was like okay i did the remake i graduated high school I'm off into college. I'm not really like obsessed with Napoleon Dynamite anymore. Yeah, and it's such a strong yeah. flavor. Yeah. It it almost is like I just had hot pot not mm. too long ago. Mm-hmm. You dip the meats in the broth and mm. Oh yeah. A spicy, crazy Szechuan broth. And mm. it was so good. I'm ready to not have that for another year and a half or two years. Napoleon know, Dynamite it's, it's so... the hot pot of movies. I love yeah. that. I love that. So I could see, even though you love it, you're you hear, oh, that director's making another movie, just mm-hmm. like you know, same style. You'd be like, I don't think I want that. Mm-hmm. I think because like, look, Nacho Libre came out in 2006, so technically I was still like <clears throat> hot on that world. But to me, seeing Jack Black be a goofy guy, it wasn't. It wasn't, it's not that charm of these unknown actors just making a weird indie film. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It just will never, it will never hit the same as that first like indie thing. Now I'll, I'll watch Gentleman Broncos, even though that was afterwards. Uh, I think it, I think honestly it just comes down to, to like, it, it comes down to budget. It comes down to like, is it, it, you know, you can just tell when something is like a passion project, when something is somebody's like, oh, we got to make the best movie we can. Like, we really like this movie instead of like, yeah, we got Jack Black. Let's make a goofy, let's make a vehicle for Jack Black to be mm-hmm. funny because mm-hmm. it's going to be seen anyway in the yeah. theater. So. And it's that thing that happens to so many directors where their first like low budget scraped by movie is so interesting and then they get a lot of money and you yeah. see a lot less interesting choices happen Absolutely. because mm-hmm. they have options because they have people in their ear and they don't have it's enough hard. time like because you he was probably sitting on napoleon dynamite for 10 years you know and then suddenly he has to like produce this next gem yeah, make a in movie the, in a couple of years okay. yeah or whatever yeah like write the script and have a cool idea that's gonna blow everybody's mind yeah even like yorguses of this world like they take their time usually between their movies so yeah it makes sense yeah, I just remember when it came out, it must have been a generational thing because like like a lot of young kids loved it. They were wearing the shirts, doing the dances for their school plays. But a lot of people didn't like it at the time, I remember. Really? Tell me, who are these people? Is it like a generational thing? or? I think it was a generational thing. I think it was just a lot of people just being like, I don't get it. Uh-huh. I, I walked out of it. I had a, I've heard a bunch of people be like, I walked out of it. And I'm like, well, yeah, because it's a movie about nothing. You like Seinfeld, mm. don't you? That's yeah. a show about nothing. It has even less plot than Seinfeld. It's a movie about nothing. And and so, of course, that's like, eh, I'm bored with it. And they have every right to. Like, their reasons are valid for, like, hating the movie. 
Um, I think it was just so radically different from the pace of any movie. We were coming out of like 2000s era, like dude, where's my car type shit for comedy movies. Shout out to my uh, physical therapist who was one of the aliens in the movie. Ah, oh, shout out to your physical therapist who was one of the aliens in the movie. Yeah, Christian Let's Middleton, go. talented man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I noticed one of the aliens had a really, like, a neutral spine the whole movie. Like, every, That's, every That's how movement. it all started, yeah. Yeah, really good posture, yeah. yeah. yeah great posture. <laughs> like, that can't be an alien. His posture's too good. Um, but, you know, for me, it was just such a breath of fresh air from the goofy-ass, like, movies of the... Early two thousands and Broy, right? That, yeah, uh, Broy comedy, Road Trip, yes. Euro Trip, yeah, uh, any trip, trip, I, any Euro beer trip, beer drink girl trip, the sequel. Yeah, I just, where it's like the plot is: I raped a girl and can't let my girlfriend know. And another one: right. I raped my sister. You're just like, okay, let's get to like this softer. Let's make a pact yeah. to rape a girl. No, mm-hmm. I, can't. I, mean, it, I mean, it's disgusting, but it is what a lot of those movies mm-hmm. were. You know, even even Super Bad, which is a freaking classic, right? And everyone loved Super Bad, but it was such a hit because it appeased to those broy sensibilities. You know, here's some like dirtbag kids trying their best to just get laid. And then like they sort of succeed, but they just kind of have fun along the way. Like cool, charming, but still for a guy like me who was super shy until like late high school and like kind of a cork ball. And I was I was already making these weird movies. Napoleon Dynamite. It's like there there was that's that was the main character that was who we idolized that's who we were rooting for it's this weirdo kid you know he got picked on his uncle rico was sort of like a dick to him but like then he got you know taught a lesson by the end as well it for me it was awesome for a lot of people it just kind of bored they were bored by it and they were confused by it i think they were still looking for like entertain me entertain me like Tell me what this movie is. Show me what this movie is, please. I I don't have time to like sit with your weird artsiness. I just want to know. Show me the movie. What's going on? I don't know any of these actors either. I'm out. And for me, I'm like, this is what makes this movie inspiring. Mm -hmm. It's the overhype too. You know, you go into it, you see a trailer and then you watch it and you're like, whoa, that was amazing. And then everybody's hearing, oh, this is so funny, so crazy. Right. You go into the movie like that. That's happened with so many uh, quirky movies, especially where you're like, okay, I don't get it. I was expecting something versus that not expecting anything going into this movie. You really are surprised by it. And then it really caught on. I mean, I'm just thinking off the top, you got like (laughs) Juno kind of copied the aesthetic, Squid and the Whale. You got like, um, Nick and Nora's infinite playlist. You got like little miss sunshine was basically this vibe. I mean, that was also a little Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson is actually the one example of like, there's a little bit of that in Napoleon dynamite, but Mm -hmm. Napoleon dynamite just wasn't as like polished and like budgety as Wes Anderson. Yeah. you know what I mean? I think I think Wes Anderson fans liked Napoleon Dynamite. I think it was the same sort of like slow, f- like framed up aesthetic. Possibly, but, although yeah. uh, I do not like Wes Anderson, and I spoiler alert enjoy Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so might be the odd 
stuck here, though. You never know. Well, no, I think that's fair. I think Napoleon Dynamite is obviously pretentious. and Or, I'm sorry, Wes Anderson is yeah. obviously very pretentious. And, you know, they're always so well-read and, like, doing fancy things on trains. And Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> and is, is yeah. and hotel rooms, yeah, in, in various parts of India. Yeah. And Napoleon Dynamite's just sitting in Idaho oh, that's all playing I with action figures. Yeah. yeah. I mean the fact that yeah, the fact that it was shot legitimately um on location, completely in Idaho, uh you know, that that gives it this small town aesthetic as well that is just so like nice and mellow. That again, just put a lot of people to sleep. For me, it was like, look at this whole new world. I'm yeah. not from the countryside. Same. Like, I enjoy seeing, like, what a simple life. Like, these kids in this small town high school doing their weird high school things. And it's just happening, like, sli- it's very much slice of life, you know? I also think it's cool, slice of life. And also because it's like slice of life, it captures. This very specific generation or like time like the time like where internet just started happening but yes. it really hasn't happened so you get to see a lot of things done you know irl like can i use your phone because basically he was just bullied and hurt uh to call his grandma because there are no cell phones or at least yeah. in this world not yet right because there were already cell phones in 2004 yeah there were yeah. but it but, just wasn't yeah. in everybody's pocket and so and, and but it's just a lot of different things you're like oh kids won't be doing this today but then that you have the internet like very you know controversially enter this world and i feel like this time capsule of this film is very for some people nostalgic or others probably interesting Hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's a reason why it will have standing power. Because as it continues, like Joe said, we always are sort of like waving between like, like big, bright, colorful, candy coated to like more subdued aesthetics with like fashion, music and movies, I'm sure. Right. So with this, I mean, I feel like every now, every now and then I'll see like a little TikTok or like a real that like features a scene from napoleon dynamite and it's just sort of like what's happening like what is this like this is why do i love this who is this guy like kind of thing like feeling napoleon today kind of vibe and yeah i think it'll stick around because we all have days where we are just napoleon dynamite you know we all have days where we all have days where we're just like oh like you know you just <laughs> the movie starts with him just sighing and then he gets on a bus like that's the intro to the character what are you gonna do today napoleon whatever i feel like i want to do gosh which he does like it's such a window into his character that's the beauty like he doesn't it doesn't matter like he chooses to be a compulsive liar uh you know because yeah. his imagination yeah. is running wild and he does things that he wants to do like even if he knows that that's gonna get his bullies all rolled up and you know try to beat him up or whatever there's something very pure about this character i know there's been some comparisons to him being um uh, on the spectrum yeah and and yeah uh but he is accepted by his you know peers especially towards the end like that's his arc if there is one and i i don't i don't know how offensive that would be there's so many so many comedies are not that would be, you know, just embarrassing to watch. 
But uh, right. this one feels like it did the thing with possibly mm -hmm. artistic protagonist, but without like putting him down in any way. Right. Which a lot could people could argue that that's like a great way to handle it. It's just this guy is this way, mm -hmm. you know, what's yeah. the, does it serve the movie to like take effort to label it or are we just going to like get on with the movie? And, I like, love that they don't the label character. anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's even like, there was an era that I think we're outside of where it's like, you would see, especially a lot of black main characters in movies which mm -hmm. is great, but then all the movies are about social justice and trauma that yeah. they're dealing with. And there's a place for that, but it kind of, let's just have a protagonist <laughs> who is black. And yeah, there's going to be, that's going to change their life compared to if it was a white character or whatever you want to put in. But there's kind of a wave of that. And I think that's the fear you could have with autistic characters is, oh, it's going to be all about their struggle of being mm -hmm. autistic mm -hmm. and okay Versus, they can. i would say i would say that's not how life is and i think that's why i like napoleon dynamite is because it feels like how life is when you meet a person in oh, real life what is life like tell us kyle i have zero what is idea love? at this point love and life what? tell us it all tell us all of it well you know when you meet someone you're not you don't get their entire like you haven't watched a trailer mm -hmm. before you meet someone you just meet someone and when they start talking to you, it's not, you haven't seen promotional materials like of like, this character is struggling with this thing. And when you meet them, the purpose of meeting them is to go through their journey and learn about this. It's like, no, in life, you just meet a person, you start talking to them, you perceive whatever you happen to perceive, and then you express yourself and like, that's it. And, and Napoleon, he is how he is. You know, a lot of people are going to perceive certain things, but that's what we do. We just, we're just perception machines. We're just always sort of assessing and thinking about people. But the movie doesn't like, it doesn't step out of it. It doesn't take its, the opportunity. And I think that's why, maybe it's because it was such a small budget. Like, we just got to make this weird movie. We're not trying to take a stand on anything or like make anything a teachable moment necessarily. We're just trying to entertain you and make you laugh and like yeah. show these weird characters and that feels more real to life than yeah a lot of movies that are like pushing you know like uh i guess for lack of a better word a woke agenda which you know gets a bad rap which and i see yeah the poster behind you says uh woke mind virus gotta go so <laughs> yeah I see you have that in your, your i do have that one i have a few of those i was gonna actually. ask where you got that <laughs> yeah i designed well i had ai make that one but you i took i took credit yeah for the design <laughs> and by ai i mean yeah. audio interface they're using to record this podcast. i'm using an audio interface yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> referencing a conversation that did not happen on air but exactly <laughs> that i the, my gear just got back from the shop because it was too liberal uh yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just too woke doc <laughs> you gotta fix my audio board um no napoleon's great and it just feels very real and so i think yeah i guess that's just the point is that yeah it just felt it just felt like i can make this and so i will and i'll continue to make weird things without questioning myself because look it worked and now every movie and then i think that's the thing every movie kind of became that for the next couple of years and so we got burnt out by it i got burnt out by the aesthetic i'm like nah, you're just trying to be napoleon dynamite like nothing's nothing's gonna top napoleon dynamite and so you you know we just kind of fizzled out into like 
making our own you kind of like went back into the ether of just like everyone's doing their thing again but but it was just such a huge flash in the pan that i was such a fan and the music was banging Mm -hmm. the music was really interesting music Mm -hmm. dope yeah if you like listen to the soundtrack it's like this sort of this guy just like ripped it on some like elevator music basically Mm -hmm. you know not to mention the soundtrack is like pretty good with like time after time and you know i promise sort of these like 80s ballads so it really felt that's the other thing it was like what era are we in like Mm -hmm. this almost feels like but that's also what a small town is like because they you know they just sort of like it takes them a longer time to catch up so yeah the movie you know unless you like vibe with that you were like i don't get it i hate it but you know what i love it so you can shut up because i love it I think this makes for a perfect transition into the ratings. Joe, how do... Let's rate. Let's rate. Joe, how do ratings work? We are going to rate Napoleon Dynamite on a scale of 0 to 10 using something else as the basis for our scale. So that something else could be another movie. You could say, hey, Nacho Libre is a 3 out of 10, but this is way better. It's a 10 out of 10. Or it could even be something like uh, Tater Tots. Tater Tots are 7 out of 10. And these are just a little bit better than Tater Tots, this movie, so it's 8 out of 10. And if it could be whatever you want, and if that doesn't make sense, Sasha and I will go first. And he takes a pause. Fine, I'll go first. Um, yeah, I'll compare this movie to another movie that I actually haven't seen in a long time. But something tells me it's no longer, like it hasn't survived. the t- Like, it was so good, and it was a little earlier, okay? It's late 90s, but it was a comedy that was very indie. It blew my mind to pieces. I thought it was the craziest, most beautiful thing ever done, ever made. And then I, at this point, find, like, even thinking back, I'm like, this can't, this can't possibly exist anymore. Uh, and I'm talking about Vincent Gallo's Buffalo 66, which was so good when I saw it. But I feel like it is a story about kidnapping and, and, uh, uh, coercing and like the whole what is the Stockholm uh, syndrome and I, I I don't I don't know y'all I haven't seen it okay in years and years so maybe I'm wrong. I've never seen it once. I saw it a few times when it came out or like shortly after. So, but I loved it and I don't know in my heart like it's really good but I don't know. So Buffalo sixty six I'll give it a cautious seven because I. I don't know. I mean, I also like new Vincent Gallo back in New York. He's such a jerk. He's a horrible person. But of course, we're not talking about, uh, you know, persona. You could rate him against, rate I, it against I could, Vincent Gallo. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. But uh, no, let's just, you know, Buffalo 66 is a cautious seven. And, you know, I rewatched Napoleon Dynamite a year ago or so. I saw it on my letterbox, just to double confirm. I gave it five out of five. Uh, not you know and and i felt the same when i watched it last night so i'll give it i'll give it a 10 nice Mm. nice excellent i will uh i'll rate it against uh funny pages which we've talked about on the show just because it's the destroying one of my favorite new version of it which i did think was a really interesting movie i didn't love it um maybe it's a little darker than napoleon dynamite white uh more dark um, but I still appreciated what it was doing. Um, so I'll give it a six out of 10. I, I, 
I'd probably rate it higher, but I just don't think it's going to, I don't think we're going to look back at funny pages and it's going to have a huge mark on cinema. Some of us might. The thing about Napoleon Dynamite is I think it's mark on movies is undeniable. Like it's something that 20 years from now when people make top 100 influential movie lists, it has a spot on that list or at least an argument for it. And that's something that that is something. It's not just a a little movie some people remember. It like changed movies. Uh, so ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And most importantly, Kyle. Okay, I'm gonna compare it. I do. I do like comparing it to Superbad. Came out nice. Somewhat around the same time, certainly within the same era. I would say Superbad. When Superbad came out, here's, here's how I'm going to rate it. When Superbad and Napoleon Dynamite both came out, in my opinion, they were both 10 out of 10. Superbad was a 10 out of 10 when it came out. Napoleon Dynamite, 10 out of 10 when it came out. Like you said, fast forward 20 years later. Superbad, in my opinion, a little played out. Also, the jokes are a little tired. The jokes are a little bit of the time, right? The movie was made to sell at the time, and it sold really well. Now, super bad's like a seven out of ten. IMO Napoleon Dynamite still sitting top at ten out of ten. Wow! Standing power, oh, triple ten. Standing power, triple ten. Thirty score. I shut up. I love it. It's not doesn't happen that often. It almost never happens. Who could have guessed? Who could have guessed? Uh, no one. Uh, amazing, <laughs> Kyle. Thank you so much for coming on. Shut up. I love it. Talking about Napoleon Dynamite. What is up with you? Would you like to promote anything? You know, um, if you know me, you know I do uh, a couple backyard shows in Los Angeles. My own backyard, we do a show nine years strong. It's called Show and Tell. If you go to Instagram, Show Tell Show on Instagram, Show Tell Show. It's going to be the last Friday of every month. So DM us for the address. If you make funny videos, find the Instagram and submit your video to be screened. We get about 60 people every month, give or take, and they come through and they watch the videos, about eight, eight to 10 videos each month. Really fun show. We do that every single month. Um, also, not quite as consistently, but Fresh Fish Comedy, that's in another backyard. That's a great show where you can see me doing my Reggie Watts style looping. Also, if you're up in Burbank, California, right by Porto's Bakery, my friend Corey Jacob has a store called mm-hmm. Yes Baby Vintage. Former and guest. He, he, that's right. Corey J., what did he do? Uh, baseball cards. Oh, that's a great thing for Corey Jacob. Yeah. I mean, he just loves collecting trash, so that's a great thing yeah, for yeah. him to talk about. That's awesome. <laughs> No, I kid. He's got a great vintage store. Yes, Baby Vintage. If you've heard his episode, you know all about it, I'm sure. And we do a comedy show called Yes, Baby Vintage Comedy. So again, you'll see me do my Mark Rebelay style looping over there. And that's right up there in Burbank by Porto's. So those three shows, you know, come see me, come say hi. Amazing. And we'll drop those links in the description of this episode. Joe. Awesome. What's up with you? Uh, Go to my website. You can find my socials, JoeCabello.com. I've got a new episode of my animated series that I'm actually finishing editing today, Robot Guy Teen Team. So I should probably play it at your show, Kyle. I just never leave the house. So (laughs) um, 
that's an issue. But yeah, go check it out. I'm really excited about this episode and you'll find other videos on there. Excellent. Amazing. Uh, yeah, my class is sold out at scriptanatomy.com. So I guess keep your eyes open for when I come back later this year to teach you how to write a television pilot. And please follow us on Instagram and X at shut up. I love it. One. Do we still say X or do we always have to apologize and say formerly known as Twitter? Either way, you know what's up. Ed, shut up. I love it. One. Give us a star, five star rating or four star rating. I'm okay with those on Apple. And <laughs> Give us a four star rating. No, I don't we mind because it. I'm suspicious of all the ratings the fives. I'm suspicious. Right. Like I, right. I need an, and we, we do have a few like sprinkled in that are not fives, which is I'm proud of. Thank you, Elizabeth, Elizabeth <laughs> for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this awesome track. And thank you for listening.